sorry, my team just won the championship, so I had to make some noise. But this is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 39! Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now, your host, Kristen Trumpy. Sadly, it did not occur to me to match the topic of this podcast today with the incredibly probable and now true win of my favorite soccer team. Now, it's kind of weird because I started this really energizing way and actually the topic that we have it's quite uh, how shall i put this i love writing but it's basically the opposite of soccer i mean it's it's such a quiet thing that you do by yourself and it really has absolutely nothing to do with this thunderous intro i hope you can deal with it nevertheless so today we're going to talk about the positive psychology of writing and while writing what's right what's writing about well the cool thing about writing is that it lets us turn raw emotions into words and in the first part we will briefly touch on how your health is related to doing things like inhibiting information having secrets and what happens in trauma then we will focus on a writing experiment that has been shown to be beneficial in reversing the effects of inhibition secrecy and trauma and then we will explore how writing can help people deal with these kind of difficult things and what effects have been found. And in the last part, I will talk about how writing helps me flourish on a personal level by talking about positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and achievement, and how these things are related to writing. Now, to set up the context, basically... These experiments have really been done to kind of see if certain negative circumstances can be reversed or at least improved by doing something called expressive writing. Now, before you can really understand the benefits, I have to tell you a little bit more about the kind of things they're trying to do. So generally it's been found that not talking about difficult emotional events is pretty unhealthy. And once people do confess what's bothering them, their blood pressure drops and muscle tension decreases among other things. So inhibition. Inhibition means that you're basically withholding either um, information or it can also be stuff like your facial expressions. So maybe you know that your true facial expression would be inappropriate in a moment and that's also inhibition now this inhibition that we're talking about it is a little bit more constant it's about stuff where you are actually acting in a way that is not your true self and you're doing it over longer time so this is not really about just you know a short inhibition although the effects the physiological effects can be measured even if we just inhibit stuff really quickly and it's been found that inhibition is a form of physiological work and you can see that by measuring you know it's been found that scientists have been measuring the uh, nervous system activity and they found that the nervous system really has to work a lot harder if you're inhibiting stuff it can make stress related symptoms worse 
and it's basically the price you pay for not being authentic so it's not just about you know psychological stuff it's really about your body has to work to actually keep secrets and keep information and the bigger the next bigger step would basically be to keep secrets and secrets they divide us from society and they lead to rumination and obsessive preoccupation with whatever it is that we're trying to keep a secret and by suppressing thoughts we remove cognitive resources which mean cognitive is always related to thinking and mental activity so if you hear the word cognitive in this course it's your mental resources to organize our thoughts and understand what happened so if you are actually keeping a secret you're much less likely to be able to organize your thoughts and to understand what happened to you and What's also interesting is that if you have a secret, you actually become worse at listening to others, which is really bad because it kind of exacerbates, it makes it worse, this separation from people. And last but not least, the thing that's really ultimately quite bad is trauma. And people who experience trauma, they often disconnect from their core identity for a while. It often leads to rumination as well. Lots of talks and talk, you know, lots of things we talk about and dream about. Um, they're all about unfinished business and unresolved matters. And when we try to, to suppress these thoughts, they return more fiercely than before. And to get better, we kind of need to integrate the trauma into our, you know, the bigger context of our life. And we by confiding these traumas, we basically help to reduce the physiological stress and understand and integrate the experience better. So these are the kind of negative things that expressive writing can help you with. So if you deal with that, you know, if you have problems with, you know, frequently having to be inauthentic, um, maybe you have some kind of secret or even some kind of trauma that happened and you can't really share it with people. Writing might actually help you quite a lot with that. So it's not any kind of writing. Basically, there is a very specific writing experiment that's been shown to help. Now, research on the psychological effects of writing has been done for over 20 years. And the work we talk about is based on a chapter by Niederhofer and Pennebaker. And Pennebaker especially has done tons and tons of work regard in regards to expressive writing. And if you want to try the experiment at home, these are the instructions that they gave to their participants. Each day, for four days, write for 15 minutes without stopping about the most traumatic experiences of your life. You can choose to write about the same or different traumas each day. Make sure to include your deepest thoughts and feelings and that's basically it. Now please be aware that it's been found that the better people feel before they start doing this, the worse they feel in the short term afterwards. Obviously there are lots of benefits, otherwise I wouldn't ask you to do this or suggest that you do it. However, please make sure that it may, makes, might make more sense if you tackle this when you're in a fairly neutral mood or maybe even in a slightly bad mood. Because if you're in a good mood, you'll probably feel you know disproportionately worse after doing this. Um, so if you actually want to give this a try, please take a couple of precautions for your mental safety. I don't know you. I have no 
way of making sure that you're safe. So please, really, you have to do that. And make sure that, you know, somebody is at hand. You have someone to talk to if, you know, you do this and it starts to, you know, it's maybe more distressing than you thought it might be. Please make sure you have someone to talk to. Um, ideally, a family member, a friend, someone who you're really close to. If you don't have that, please make sure you c- kind of have the number of some kind of, you know, therapist or some other professional who can help you out if something happens, okay? Because I can't really take responsibility for what you're doing when I don't know where you are, okay? So, what are the findings? Well, overall, the short-term effects of this exercise were negative, but the longer-term effects, and with longer-term, I mean, you know, like a day later, up to several months after the experiments, um, they were positive, and findings were replicated, which means they could actually do the same thing and find the same thing with different kinds of people, but also across different countries. So this is not one of these studies where it's you know, just true in North America or just true in Europe. This has actually been found to be true all over the world. Now, the immediate effects, as I said, um, the immediate effects meaning that immediately while you're actually doing the experiment or shortly after, it's very likely that you might be deeply upset. Uh, People sometimes start to cry. They feel distressed and unhappy. And it's really important that you understand this, okay? It's not everything is going to be great. You know, after doing this exercise, it's very possible that in the beginning you might actually suffer a bit. However, one day afterwards and a couple of days later and up to a couple of months later, people actually had quite a lot of good things happening to them. So in general, people felt a need to disclose their darkest moments. They found a lot of value and meaning in doing this exercise. So if you are someone who is maybe, you know, struggles with meaning and values, maybe this might be something that could actually help you. Um, The people who did this experiment, they also went to the doctor less often than those people who did a control experiment. They were also found to have better immune system functioning and lower blood pressure. And they also did this experiment with a group of engineers who had just recently lost their jobs. And they found that the engineers who did this exercise, they actually got more job offers um, than the ones who had not done this. This is quite amazing if you think about it. You know, we often tend to think that stuff that we do for us, it just affects us, you know, and and lots of people even have trouble believing that psychological stuff affects health, but here you have this simple writing exercise that changes your health, but even changes stuff like the job offers you get. So that is pretty impressive, I think. Um, When students were participating in these studies, they found that they got better grades. Um, People in general understood themselves better and the situation which traumatized them in the first place. Those with the biggest health improvements were those people who were the most self-reflective, emotionally open, and thoughtful. So it means it it does change, you know, it plays a role how you attempt this. You can't just do this, you know, for the sake of doing it and not be serious about it and kind of expect to have all these awesome benefits. If you want these awesome benefits, you absolutely have to be, you know, reflective, put an effort in, be emotionally open, and be thoughtful about it. 
people have been found to actually talk to friends more after they have done these exercises and they even laugh more and it has also been found that in their daily conversations they use more positive emotions in their daily language they also use more present tense words which means that actually they think about you know they're more in the moment than before when they used to talk about the past a lot and there are also other research findings connected to this experiment and basically these are about finding you know going a little bit deeper finding out what's really happening and they found that the emotional disclosure or venting alone is not enough to experience the above mentioned benefits so some people might say well it has nothing to do with the writing it's just the act of venting i might as well just go and sit down with my best girlfriend and just you know bitch about the situation for an hour but actually no that's not enough that emotional disclosure and venting might help a bit but it's not enough to get the positive effects and in order to achieve the effects mentioned two additional steps need to be taken beyond mere expression of what happened and one's thoughts and feelings and that includes cognitive processing of the event and a social element now weirdly enough this approach yields almost identical benefits if you imagine a trauma that has never happened to you and i i was very surprised when i read this research finding but i think i can imagine that people are maybe not that used to expressing themselves that openly so if you're not used to expressing yourself openly and just even imagining doing so might yield the effects but we're not entirely sure why this happens now the positive effects are usually greater for men than for women so if you're a dude and you think that you know writing is for girls and 14 year olds maybe you know your heart your blood pressure all of that will maybe thank you one day if you get over those ideas and just give it a try and the effects are also greater for people who are more hostile taken together those who usually do not talk about a lot of difficult topics or are less integrated profit the most from writing and the more positive emotion words people use positive emotion words are stuff like um, happy and and laughter and stuff like that the more their health health improved now this is important in psychology you kind of hear a lot of these correlations and associations and if you're not you know an academic it might be easy to think like oh um therefore if i use tons of positive emotions while i write something i will definitely experience all these health benefits and this is not how it works basically what they see is that the people who use a lot of positive emotion words are healthier in the end however you can't just write these emotion words and then expect to be healthier so that's called you know it's correlation not causation it doesn't necessarily cause the health benefits it might be a result of you know of something else so don't confuse those two also also those who use the moderate amount of negative emotion words such as i'm sad or angry had better health outcomes than those who used very little or 
tons of negative emotion words. And this is interesting because it means we need to be honest enough to admit the negative emotions, but not let them take over completely. Now, interestingly, the biggest health improvements of all came to those people who used more and more causal words. Causal words are stuff like because or reason, okay? And insight words. Insight words are things like I understand, I realize. And this shows that basically the more cognitive processing that is happening, so the more you're really thinking about the event, um, the more deeply you basically think about this stuff and you don't just vent or just describe but actually you kind of dig deep into what's happening the deeper you dig the bigger your health benefits get now as a result of writing we kind of create a story of traumatic events but also of you know our life story in general and this self-narrative can contain all kinds of things like guiding reasons goals plots, subplots. It's basically like your crime novel. You know, your the story of your life. We kind of tell ourselves a story about our life. And like a novel, it can also have, you know, villains and subplots and main motivations and that kind of stuff. And this story helps to explain and understand what happened. And it also gives a sense of resolution and control. And by the act of structuring another, we benefit from creating this story and we can really share it with others. Now those who already have a story do not get the health benefits associated with writing. You basically have to go through the process of constructing the story of whatever trauma that was to get the benefits. So if you're really good at inventing stuff and you just invent a really quick story and you think I don't have to go through the four days of writing I'll just invent a story about this you know I'm be done in five minutes that's not how it works the process is really what counts and the process happens you know over the course of those four days and it only works if we construct the story ourselves Now, to those of you who have listened to this podcast before, you would have heard of the concept of flourishing and the acronym of PERMA. PERMA stands for Positive Emotions, Engagement, Relationships, Meaning, and Achievements. And regardless of how well researched this acronym is, I really like it as a way to think about a particular topic. And for me, I thought, okay, so let's think about how writing contributes to flourishing for me, at least on a personal level. So I looked at the different aspects, and the first is positive emotion. And Barbara Fredrickson, who's really, you know, the main researcher on positive, at least the most famous researcher on positive emotions, has really come up with, you know, 10 positive emotions which are pretty common among humans and you know she has really focused most of her energy on those 10 and I just wanted to see like how do these 10 emotions relate to writing for me and the first emotion is love and for me it strengthens my love for people and nature if I write about them 
I get a sense of serenity, which is um, the emotion number two, by remembering ordinary moments, such as drinking tea. And it sounds ridiculous, it sounds kind of boring, but I find that whenever I write down a moment when I'm feeling, you know, just peaceful, I'm just writing and being open and receptive to what's happening to me. When I read that stuff again, I I somehow have access to that serenity that I felt in the moment that I was writing it. Now, the third positive emotion is forgiveness. And I've noticed that, at least for me, writing helps me to work through a situation so I can forgive myself and others more easily. Awe. The emotion of awe, it really helps me to capture whatever sight, event, or insight created a feeling of awe. And the same is true with the emotion of joy. When it comes to hope, when I write long enough about a difficult topic, hope is somehow inevitably you know, the result of that writing. It's very hard, even if I write about the most sad topic for me, if I write about it long enough, and it's not just venting, as we talked about in the research, it's really deeply trying to comprehend what's going on. In the end, I usually feel that I do see, you know, these little, you know, silver linings. So for me, hope is often there. Pride is another emotion, another positive emotion, and I rarely read old journals. Um, For me, it's not so much about the future. It's more about the present, you know, reading, you know, trying to work out what life is, what's happening in life. That's what writing is to me. But I do occasionally read old journals, although I don't do it often, maybe once or twice a year. And when I do, it's quite cool to kind of see the personal growth. And that gives me a sense of pride, you know, when you see like, wow, you know, a couple of years ago, I was not open to that idea, but no, now I am. Now it's part of my life. And that's that's a pretty cool thing. It gives you a sense of, you know, direction of going somewhere. And amusement is another positive emotion. And by recording funny moments that happened and cool TV moment even, you know, people badmouth TV a lot and for good reason. I mean, there's a lot of crap out there, but... If I'm honest, there are a lot of shows that that I really love. And, you know, I I love them myself. I look forward to them. And I also love to talk about them. And it's an instant connection when you mention something like, oh, did you see that How I Met Your Mother episode? And you kind of, all of them can laugh at the same joke. And, and, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, are you Lorenzo van Mutterhorn or something? And I don't know. I, I just love it. And I sometimes, I mean, I don't write about TV a lot, but... The few times I do, and then I, I, you know, stumble upon that a couple of years later, I'm like, yeah, that show was great. So, so I don't know about you, but I, I really like to sometimes record trivial things like that. Although if I would only record stuff like that, I would probably get bored of writing pretty soon. But as with always, it's like seasoning, basically. And the final emotion is um, inspiration. And I really find that inspiration, it both comes through writing, but we can also write about inspiration. So as you see, I could pretty easily connect all the positive emotions that Fredrickson talks about to writing in a way. And that's pretty powerful. And I would, if you write, think about, you know, how you feel about emotions and writing and that connection. Then engagement. Well, 
I often get into a sense of flow when I'm writing and flow in itself, that's basically the sense of you lose the sense of time and you're really focused entirely on what you're doing. And somehow it's like waking up when you fall out of that flow or when your writing is over and it's come to an end, you kind of fall out of that flow. And flow is really a way of, you know, it's one of the peak moments in life and it's a way of optimal experience, so to speak. And it's it has a lot of positive effects and I feel that definitely when I'm writing. And writing also allows me to be mindfully present but also appreciate and learn from the past and kind of constructively engage with, you know, possible futures. When it comes to relationships, I would like to think that writing strengthens relationships as it reminds me of the things that I appreciate about people, but also allows me to see their perspective. It's very easy if we're just in our head to just see our way, but if you write and you see everything on, you know, black or white, kind of you see it on the page you can't really deny it anymore and then you kind of see like hey i'm just writing about my own point of view what what does maybe my friend or my lover or whoever it is that i'm having an issue with have to say about this so i really think that that is helpful when it comes to meaning meaning is defined as having two parts so meaning comes from comprehension and purpose And writing definitely helps with the comprehension points. So the comprehension points are really about understanding yourself, understanding the world around you and your place in the world. And really, this kind of understanding, this is really taken from the meaning literature, actually. It says that it helps you to see patterns. It helps you to see significance in what happens. And without this comprehension, life would just be a series of random events. And... All these points, at least to me, can be exactly applied to writing as well. Writing helps you see patterns. It helps you find the significance in what happens. And sometimes even little dumb details will kind of, you know, in the end, they might make some kind of sense or if you kind of connect them to something else that you're not seeing in the in the present moment, but in the future you might. And yeah, so that's that. It also helps me personally with the purpose part of the equation, which is really concerned with living according to our values and pursuing meaningful goals. And writing definitely helps me to remember and engage with my values and my goals. And last but not least, there is this aspect of achievement. And having written feels like an achievement in itself, at least to me, if I do it regularly, I feel pretty good about myself and being able to publish something um, sometimes make money and get comments and feedback definitely contributes to my sense of achievement now your relationship with writing your what writing can contribute to your sense of flourishing might be very very different to what it does for me but I really hope that this episode has kind of you know alerted you to the idea so if you're maybe not a writer um, if you just give it a try you know just you don't have to become you know a journal you know someone who journals you know for years and years and end then it's not about you know being like a teeny and dear journal this and this happened and then my cat died and no I mean it can be whatever you want it to be and I hope that if you're someone who is struggling with something that you can't really share with anyone else writing might really you know really really be something for you might actually 
save you a lot of doctor's bills and all that kind of stuff because I don't know writing can be there for you or at least that's my experience you know even the most awesome people even the greatest mom or the greatest friend or husband cannot be with you everywhere in every moment of your life but I find if things are stressful usually I can find like five or ten minutes to just write about something that's difficult so for me you know writing can be there for you in a way that really nobody else can so if you're struggling with something you might want to give it a try and even if you're not struggling with something i hope to cover in a future episode all the positive aspects of creative writing which is more about writing stories and you know writing as a tool for creativity that's definitely an episode i want to do so stay tuned although i'm still hoping to get a cool guest on that subject because i'd love to talk about it Alrighty, i hope this was helpful have a good day and talk to you next week bye bye go if you enjoyed this episode you can help us out by sharing it with your network and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love to hear from you at kristen at strengthphoenix.com. For show notes and more, head over to www.strengthphoenix.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.